Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is the 4th of July, 2020. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Do not accept a new normal. Fitting in is overrated. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Yes, it is time for the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Hello, my elite friends. Check out This Week in Bitcoin. It's linked to below. JW, Weatherman, Eugene, and Russ were on. Best freaking guest in the space. Remember, the main channel is back. This is the backup channel. Proud Zionist Jew is the backup channel. Bitcoin Meister is the main channel. Go to disruptmeister.com and watch it. Uh, new show every day here in the Bitcoin Meister ecosystem, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T on Twitter. I want to remind everyone that there for this show, I have so many links below because there's a lot of subjects we're going to talk about today. Check out all the links below, especially the Carl Denninger market ticker ones. They're all linked to below the video. They explain everything. There's a lot of topics today. We're going to start out in the great state of South Dakota. South Dakota, have you been, to, I've been to South Dakota before. Pound that like button if you've been to South Dakota before, back in 2015. Now, they were trying to rip on the governor, Christy Noam, as uh, the mainstream media has been doing, trying to for the last few months because they didn't have an official lockdown there. They, they I mean, they, they took away some freedom over there. There, there, were, there were some but there was not a stay at home. There was not a stay at home order or anything like that. Okay. So she, one of the best states to be in, in terms of freedom during this uh, ridiculous process. Now they, the, the headline here is Republican governor says we will not be social distancing during event with Trump. So Trump, Trump spoke at Mount Rushmore. And for those of you who are not good with the state's geography, Mount Rushmore is in South Dakota. It's in Western South Dakota. And uh, to, and I, I support, I, I totally support them for that, for not having social distancing and doing insane. They were outside. Okay. They're outside at Mount Rushmore and they're trying to rip on the woman. All right. Oh man. So I, I it, South Dakota should advertise themselves as the free state. Come to our state. You're not going to have all these ridiculous, uh, rules of compliance for this cold that's been going around. So I, I, I went to Christy Nome's Twitter feed after, after reading that article that was ripping on her. And I see pinned to the top of it is, is a video from a few weeks ago of her speaking. It's eight minutes long, I think. And the mainstream media has not reported on this video. Oh, my God, because she destroys them in this video. She talks about how South Dakota is – they value their freedom there. I mean she's basically doing everything that I said a governor should do, should say we're the free state. And I don't like putting governors and politicians on uh, pedestals, but of all the governors out there, she's, she's, the, she's, not, she's not scared of the media. She's, she's straight up saying we're going to be free here. You can do what you're going to do here, and – Freedom is a true friend of real science, not government science. And I like that. I like that a lot because government science is this thing that is biased 
and wants to scare people, wants to take away power, uh, wants, wants to have power over people. So watch the video. Watch the video. It is linked to below. And, it's, and go to her Twitter feed. Of course, the media did not talk about this, the mainstream media. The alternative media should have been blasting this thing out. I retweeted it right away. Okay, so now on the opposite side of the spectrum of Christy Noam uh, is the uh, National Basketball Association. Now, they're, they're a private organization. They can do whatever the heck they want to do, okay? Now, I said last week during this show that sports during this era of BL of Black Lives Matter, of coronavirus, it's going to be, all sports are going to be filled with SJW, social justice warrior type of nonsense. Mo most guys got into sports not because of SJW stuff. Uh, they enjoy playing sports. Uh, uh, they, the competition, they have favorite teams. Uh, now, they, some dudes live vicariously through the, the players. That's not healthy to do. But at least they're not social justice warriors. So the NBA, they have an announcement here. They're very proud of this. The NBA and the NBA Players Association have come to an agreement on this – is, this is their words, not mine – on the social justice messages that can be used on the back of jerseys during the M NBA restart in Orlando starting July 30th, sources said. All right. So on their jerseys, they want to have social justice uh, messages <laughs> on, their, on their jerseys, okay? They, they, is this – now, I'm going to read you the, the, some of the messages. Now, th this country is not uh, – I mean – it's like 50-50 in terms of conservative, liberal type of stuff. This stuff is ultra liberal, okay? This is ridiculous SJW uh, fitting in is over. <laughs> They're trying this – is, this is the people that, that will shout you down if you do not agree with them, with these, these type of statements, okay? And this is going to be – so there are going to be plenty of people who don't want to see this, who, are, who would have watched the NBA, who are not going to watch the NBA, okay? I, I, I don't know – this is taking it a step too far in, in terms of I, I don't I don't think they're measuring I don't think they're thinking long term here I, I don't the the uh, commissioner he's a pretty smart guy if you think I'm skinny look at him pound that like button now, his name's also Adam interesting now uh, but let, let's read the list of approved messages on the back of NBA jerseys all right the league already said that the phrase Black Lives Matter will appear on the courts okay that's one thing and a lot of people aren't going to like that very much. I mean, people, there are plenty of people out there. <laughs> I think most Americans think that all lives matter and nobody should be uh, uh, hurt because of their race. But the, the group, when, they, when, you, when you say that saying, Black Lives Matter, you're supporting a, a Marxist group. It's, it's a Marxist group. Now, <laughs> who would have believed, you know, 10 years ago that on the NBA courts that they'd have a Marxist statement there? Now, the reported list of approved social messages include Black Lives Matter, Say their names, vote. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. It's going to be on some of these guys' jerseys. Justice, peace, equality, freedom, enough. Power to the people. <laughs> Justice now, say her name, si se puede, which means yes, we can. Uh, liberation, see us, hear us, respect us, love us. Listen, listen to us, stand up, ally, anti-racist, 
I am a man, speak up, how many more, that, that's a group economics, education reform, and mentor. Now, yeah, some of them are, are pretty generic, some of them not so much. So there you go, MBA has gone totally SJW. Good luck to them, I guess. Uh, so Carl Benninger has been right all along with this uh, virus that's been out there. That it, it's going to come out eventually that it, fecal oral transmission is a might be the main route of transmission. It's not breathing it in in the air. It's you touch something, you touch your mouth, and then you get sick. Okay, just like. There are plenty of ways that you can get sick with a lot of things that way. Okay. So how would you avoid, how would you avoid getting, if you're worried about getting this thing and the main route of the transmission is fecal oral. Again, people, unfortunately, you know, people aren't too clean down there. They touch down there, they touch something and it's gross, you know, then you touch it. And all you got to do is wash your hands a lot. Wash your hands a lot. If you're worried about this thing, wash your hands a lot. So, Right now, all the governors, all the leaders, everyone's trying to fit in. One of them thought it'd be a good idea to wear a mask. So everybody else has to say wear a mask. Command everyone to wear a mask when the masks don't prevent it from spreading. When the masks don't help you, they don't protect you, they don't protect other people, okay? You're, the stuff you're spitting out, people aren't going to get sick from that, okay? And if, if they are going to get sick from it, guess what? It, gets, it goes right through the mask. The mask is not stopping it, okay? But there's a bigger when we're, when we're so fixated on this it coming out when you're coughing, okay? That people are catching it six feet in the air, twenty six feet in the air, this, that, and the other. Everyone is forgetting to to even look into the fecal oral transmission from just touching something and then putting your hand to your mouth, okay? People it's totally ignored. It's we are living in a mass delusion here where people are just going crazy worried and they can't focus on what what it is what is this thing what is this disease what is, and i've gone over with it and carl denninger i linked to a bunch of lists links of his below check out everyone below they, they talk about the fecal oral transmission they talk about the mass being useless okay they talk about the uh hydroxychloroquine study that just came out from the hospitals in detroit and, and you it's, it has become so politicized that if the, that just because Trump said something good about it, it you, it's, it'll kill you, hydroxychloroquine. It's ridiculous. This is a real study in the hospitals, the Henry Ford, and we'll talk about Henry Ford later, the Henry Ford medical system in Michigan. It's a real thing. Some people covered it, but then, then, then they come up with a, an unscientific study that says it's not good. They are actually using this stuff. They are. This is not make-believe here. They are using it on people who are sick and they're not dying. It helps them, all right? So it, it, it's amazing. And, and, and then people lie about how, you know, like Trump's going to profit off of the hydroxychloroquine. It's, it's not even a brand anymore, okay? It's so darn cheap. The other solutions, they're not too cheap. And who knows if they work? Okay, so that that's part. We're not we're not even going to get into that. Okay, but but the, the lies that are told about why Trump Trump's been, Trump bought it all up and now he's going to make be rich. It's it's like you, it's it's almost free. The stuff is almost free. Okay, no one has a patent on it or anything like that. 
So you have to pay for the rights of it. It's 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 off brand. It's generic. It's a generic drug now. It's a generic drug which is used in Africa all the time for malaria. But I don't want to waste my time talking. But uh, but uh, the other thing I want to point out, it came to prominence before Trump. People were like, yeah, there were some Trumpsters. They they did a, a study on it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I talked about it back in March. It was it was a regular doctor who was trying to freaking help people because everybody was scared. Everybody was scared on, on because of the mass panic, mass delusion, uh, the, the media blowing everything, manufactured crisis, totally manufactured crisis. The freaking flu in 1968, 1969 was just as bad. They didn't shut down anything. OK, people, young people were dying from that. even. OK, you got That's part of life. There's sicknesses. OK. And so it come if it was if the main transmission route was even through coughing and everything. That's the main transmission route through a lot of things. So forever and ever after this, should all human beings wear masks so nobody ever gets sick from anything? Is that is that the thing? Because people are like, well, don't you care about old people who are vulnerable? We got to protect the vulnerable. The vulnerable are vulnerable to a lot of darn things. Okay, I said it on the la- on the last show. My grandmother. In 2016, she got the flu or something like that. She almost died. When you're over 90 years old, that happens. That's part of life. Okay? That's part of life. You get old. Uh, and, and people make choices in life too. People make choices in, in, in life that, that damage different parts of them at different rates. My grandmother smoked at one point from 1940-something to 1967 apparently. And maybe that, that played a role in, in her getting sick. And, and, and we all – Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. There are a lot of people out there who are trying to protect but it, because they're obese, they're smokers, they're this, they're that, and the other. I mean, what, why should why should everybody be forced to put on a mask that does nothing to protect someone who made a bad life choices, okay? Okay? So, yeah, even the most innocent person, old lady in the world made choices, okay? We all make choices. We all <laughs> – we all make choices that deteriorate ourselves over time. That's just life, dude. That's just like we all become old, some faster than others, et cetera, et cetera. So again, Carl Denninger is the best person to, to I mean, of all the people out there. The plenty. I, I've given other people's names out there, other links, and they're linked to below. Sometimes uh, the guy that we're Alex Berenson is good too, but Denninger at Market Ticker is smart. He has been right from the very beginning about – and still the media won't cover most of the stuff that he's talking about. People do not understand what this thing is. If you get – oh, the, the, the rate – more and more people are getting it. So what? So what? It's like more and more people are getting a cold that they don't even know they have. Young people, it does hardly anything to at all, sometimes nothing. And when I'm talking young, I'm talking under 50, maybe under 70, okay? The people that are dying from it have comorbidities. They've done things to themselves. And again, some people are unlucky. They're, they're born with terrible diseases or whatever. That's horrible. Okay, that's life. They can die from strep throat. They can die for the cold. They can die from a lot of things out there. We've blown this thing out of proportion. People are using it in political ways. People are using it to gain power. Some people are using it to help their businesses, definitely. <laughs> Did you hear Jeff Bezos complaining? I mean, Amazon has become bigger. And I'm not saying it's some conspiracy with Amazon. I'm not saying anything about uh, – I'm saying this is the way – People and the people who crave political power, this is how they think. They see an opportunity. They're going to take advantage of an opportunity. They don't care if they're lying. They're not doing any research. And then the mass delusion is the mass delusion is people think this is like the black death. People think this is a horrible thing. It's so bad. It's Trump's fault. What's Trump's fault? What's Trump's fault? 
what, that there's a cold that a bunch of people got and then sick people died? Did Trump send a bunch of sick people to nursing homes? I mean, no, he did not. Who was that? There were governors who did that, okay? Now, I'm, not, I'm not a Trump defender or anything like that. My point of bringing up Trump is that this is just another tool by political slaves because you are – if you're into politics, you're a freaking slave, okay? Uh, you let this control your whole freaking life to a point where you're willing to make up lies about disease to scare people to take out the guy you don't like so that your senile guy can become the president. And you think that's going to help you. That's not going to help you. You're still going to be a slave and you're still going to complain and you're still not going to take personal responsibility. Oh, Biden going to save me. No, Biden's not going to save you. Trump's not going to save you. Trump's not going to kill you. You, it's you. It's you that has personal responsibility in your life. But people have forgotten that today. Okay. People want good, warm feelings. SJW. They think, oh, I watch the NBA. That's going to solve my darn problem. Yes. Oh, look. Look how they say Black Lives Matter there. Oh, the world. The problems have been solved of the world now. My problems have been solved. Oh, yes. I'll just keep on collecting my uh, my check from the government. All right. Now, Forbes. Forbes. Over, and, and the mainstream news out. And, and the great thing, if you use Twitter correctly, you can find the truth. Okay. You can find the stories. And you should be – watch my show from yesterday that was live on this channel too. Rarely do I do two shows live on this channel in a week, but I did one yesterday. And, and I'm talking about how if you keep speaking the truth, retweet the truth out there, because in uh, societies that become totalitarian, everybody ends up lying. Everybody ends up, the media lies, everybody lies to fit in, everybody keeps lying, lying, and the truth is just forgotten. Keep spreading the truth. I'm doing my part here spreading the truth. But if you use Twitter correctly, you can find the truth out there. They, so, some people have gotten censored. Some people have gotten kicked out, whatever. Uh, lots of people got kicked off of YouTube on Monday. We're going to talk about that. Still, the, 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 the truth is out there because the brainless people can't censor people like Carl Denninger because to tell you the truth, they don't understand a word he's saying. But he's, <laughs> he's using intelligent. He's using his intelligence. He's speaking at, at a college level or not a, at an upper high school level. And, and so some people don't want to even think and, and try to, you know, understand long words and and, and percentages. And, uh, and there's so many people that are like, no, 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 5% of the people die who get this thing. It, it's so ridiculous. It's so, it's so, you're so ignorant if you, if you repeat that. And, and, and still people, people repeat that. Uh, they, they, don't, they don't even understand how common this thing is. Okay. It is, it's a very common thing. So many people have no idea they even got it. There are more tests out there. That's why there are more people that have it. But everyone everyone thinks it's the end. Of, the, the goal was to flatten the curve. So that and everyone forgets what that what even was. They even for, so this hospital system would not be overwhelmed. The hospital systems that they're screening about in Texas, they've come out and even said, no, we, we normally are at a 95% capacity rate. That's how we run our hospital, a 95% capacity rate. They're trying to make freaking money, okay? It's, it's partially a business. Uh, and we, we, we can talk about that on another level. But they're not they're not about to be overwhelmed. No one's about to be overwhelmed, okay? But people don't even care about that. They just want to focus on number go up. Number go up so Trump is bad. So I'm going to cre- cry and scream and lock myself in my house. Dudes, I have been out there. For the people that have locked yourselves in their houses and you're a perfectly healthy person, you're pathetic. You're pathetic. You're a slave to all this nonsense that's out there. I've been out there every single solitary day, every single solitary day since this started, okay? Running, walking. Every day I make sure I'm out there. There's nothing to be scared of. There's nothing, you're not going to get sick from breathing in the freaking air or anything like that, okay? 
It is ridiculous. The delusion, the, ha, ha, how delusional some people have become. It is pathetic. They're wimps. It's a nation of wimps. Although there are some people that are quite brave. I will say that. But in our country, the United States of America, has more brave people than any other country on this planet because there's no other country I've seen where people are standing up and doing stuff like this. Now, there are people in video, English-speaking videos I've seen out of Ireland and England. People are talking. But as for I see nothing. So for there, there are plenty of screening Karens in this country, but there's plenty of people. But that, that's how the United States was founded. And, you know, as rebels, as, as fighters, as people who truly appreciated freedom, that was the basis of this freaking country. And although so many people have given it up, so many people would love to have some type of dictatorship, be it left or right, be it whatever. Some people out there are still true patriots, okay, and do appreciate freedom. And you do see that at a higher rate in the United States than any other country on earth. Australia is beautiful, but I've had Stefan Levera on this show, an Australian, and I've had, uh, what's it, uh, my buddy Asma Cook, and they basically say that the people there are wimps, and they just get drunk, and then they, they don't they don't try to uh, uh, wimps on 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 that level on trying to fight the government on trying to fight that they take it they take what the government does to them in Australia, and there are plenty of man manly man from Australia, but I gotta say I gotta say overall you dudes are not fighting back against the the way the government slapped down in New Zealand and Australia the people it's it's nothing. Uh, it, it, it's so, and they all gave up. They all gave up. The United States, they did not give up at all. The people, uh, many of the people did not give up. They, again, tons, tons gave up, but there is, there are people like me that are still putting the truth out there. So for all you United States haters out there, and I know there are people, if it weren't for, who knows what would be going if they're going on if they weren't Americans speaking up about this and being loud and proud about it. Defiance over compliance. Pound that like button. This is going to be a long show. Now, uh, Forbes erased this article. On behalf of environmentalists, I apologize for climate scare. And this is a guy who wrote a book, and uh, he first Forbes let him publish that article. On behalf of environmentalists, I apologize for – and then they just took it off. But you can read it. You can read it. It's not too controversial, but the mainstream media – the mainstream has become so into censorship and so into the party line. That if you quit, if you say, okay, you know, the, 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 the earth might be getting warming, but getting warmer, but we shouldn't have scared people. We shouldn't have made the youth paranoid about this. We shouldn't have put so much fear into people. And especially now people are seeing, yeah, it's sickening how, how people got scared uh, with, with the climate stuff. But it's even worse with the, the virus. It's even it's taken to a whole new level with the virus. So the virus has has taken people back to that subject matter and said, wait a second, I got to rethink what's going on. I can't live my life like a scaredy cat about the environment. I can't live my scare life like a scaredy cat about the freaking uh, virus out there. So Monday, last Monday was Purge Monday. Uh, YouTube got rid of far right hate speech, whatever you want to call it. They got rid of Stephen Molyneux. I link to his free domain uh, site and where you can see so many Bitcoiners gave him Bitcoin. Now, I don't agree with this dude on a lot of things, probably most things. It's ridiculous that he gets kicked off YouTube. It's ridiculous how people blindly call him all sorts of names, the worst names out there. Now, I don't know. A lot of, again, a lot of subject matters, I know, but there's certain things that he's just not, that he's just not, and that people are accusing him of, okay? Uh, to, to compare him to, to certain people, to compare him to to, to, to D. Duke, I'm not even going to say that guy's name. It, it, no, no, it, it's not the same thing, okay? If, if you 
to, to, to compare him to the Klan, to compare him to this, that, and the other. It's people don't think. People want easy summaries uh, uh, and they want easy answers. There are no easy, sometimes, okay, most of the time there's not an easy answer. There's complexity, there's nuance. Stop trying to blame other people for your problems. If you don't like what, what someone says, ignore them, okay? I don't watch, you know, the stuff that bothers that I don't like that he says. I'll watch some of it, then I'll just turn it off, whatever, okay? I don't try to get him kicked off of YouTube or anything like that. So he's he's on um, BitChute. I'm on BitChute also. I, I also want to say this, okay? So many of you out there are like, well, I don't, when I got kicked off of YouTube and I lost access to my 1,600 videos there, including the one that I made about my, uh, that I made about my father the, the day after my father died, um, when it, and I lost that video because I did not save my videos. Okay. I did not, at that point I had not backed up my videos. So it, if people were like, oh, you just, you just gotta be on a backup channel. You just gotta be, you gotta be on a, uh, alternative platform. Why aren't you on alternative platforms? And I, again, I was on BitChute. I was on, uh, but I had not been on BitChute since that time. That was the one video I wanted back. The one video, if I, I, I said this too to YouTube, you could take all my videos. Just give me that one back about my father. Okay. And uh, but so so a lot of people thought it was helping me by telling me, hey, you should be on backups, Adam. You should be on this. You should be on that. And I was on all those things. The thing was, it was my fault. I didn't save the video of my fa- about my father. Okay, it was my fault. I admit that. To, and everyone trying to help me with these suggestions. Oh, you, it, it it wasn't very helpful. I, I'll tell you that at the time. Good. Everything turned out well. Okay, this video is saved now. Uh, I've saved other videos, obviously. But for all you big talkers out there that say you want to be on – do you watch my videos on BitChute? Do you watch Stephen Molyneux on BitChute? Or are you just going to forget about him now, okay? All the big talkers like, yo, go on to this one, go on to that one, go on to this one. Here's another thing for you dudes. I – now that you know everything's cleared up, I'm not, and again, DisruptMeister.com, you can watch all my old videos, including if you want to see that one about my dad that was uh, November 21st, 2018 – um, it's not like a happy video or anything like that, but personally, it was one I was very disappointed that I had lost and, but it's not lost and I got to save it again. <laughs> um, uh, let me write that down. I, I, I'm going to be paranoid. I'm going to put it in a few different places. Uh, so I'm on parlor now. That's what I'm trying to say. My parlor is linked to below. For all you Bitcoin fans out there, it's like uncharted territory. There, so in Parlor, there are all these people, these right-leaning people there. Hey, I, for me so far, my experience on Parlor these last few days, I've liked it. And I can get into another video why I liked it. Um, but Bitcoiners, you know, they, they try to say, you know, get on this platform, get on that pl- platform, get on the Parlor. Let's make a crypto Parlor, okay? Let's do it. Walk the walk. A lot of you like to talk the talk. Give me helpful advice when it's not, you know, I just wanted the one video back and everything, but okay. <laughs> so go over there, dudes. Um, all right. And uh, I don't know if, I, I don't even know if Mullen is on there. There are plenty of other people that are on there and stuff. Uh, but for those of you who co- complain about censorship, then go over there, go over there with me. I'm over there in parlor. I'm over there in BitChute. All right. Every video of mine is on BitChute since February. Okay. Since February, like every video of mine has been there, including these ones. All right. And uh, sportsmeister.com, all you listeners, podcasts, if you don't want to see my face, um, and again, this shirt says Satoshi in, ja- in Japanese, just pointing that out uh, for the people not seeing this. Uh, yeah, you can listen, sportsmeister.com. Audio, plenty of you are doing that right now. 
And all the audio people, yes, I know, not all the links are listed below there. They can't all fit in there. So, but the cool thing about the audio, you can click on the video link and then you can see all the links that I'm talking about that are underneath the video link. You don't have to watch it if you really want to. See. And also on Steemit and on Hive, this is live there right now. I'm Bitcoin Meister there. You can see all the links that I'm talking about. Okay. So per, we talked about the purge. We talked about Mbalanu. Uh, uh, here's an article from uh, MSN. And some of you have questions, I think. Uh, you can type in uh, Proud Zionist Jew. I, I, I see some other stuff. I'm going I'm to get to in a second. Uh, the, the people, uh, what is this here? Democratic senators asked Zuckerberg to act on white supremacy. <laughs> All right. So these envious social justice warrior sociopath congressmen who think they're, they're fake philosopher kings. They've never run a business in their freaking lives. They, they're, they're, uh, they're asking uh, Mark Zuckerberg ridiculous questions. <laughs> that, that's what that article is about. You know, they make him look bad. They're trying to use bad words like white supremacy. How are you going to act on white supremacy on your platform? Uh, Mr. Evil Billionaire, I've never run a business before, but I do know how to get people's emotions going by saying SJW catchphrases. <laughs> that will get me votes, and it will. <laughs> now, uh, last week I was talking about a solution to the statue issues. I just want to stress that uh, don't waste your time worrying about the statues thing. It's mostly a distraction. Don't get caught up in it. Be in motion, dudes. Um, it's something that makes you unproductive and, uh, just, just want to clear that up. What are your thoughts on Ayn Rand says, uh, Cass eight. I, I like her. I like, I, uh, Yaron Brooke obviously believes in her philosophy. I, I have basically learned about her from Yaron Brooke. Uh, I, I, there's not, there's not much, uh, I can point. There's not many bad things about her. Um, the, the one thing about uh, objectivism, I, I, I think, I think sometimes some of the people that really dive deep into it can kind of like try to twist it to benefit any opinion that they have, and and I don't know I, that she she cared about the individual. That that's that's the most important thing. She believed in being an individual. All right, and, and so for that, I, I, I respect her a lot, and she. That's something that has been totally forgotten in this world, uh, to how to be an individual. All right. And so she, she, it's good. Pe uh, people try to make her out to be evil. So she, she's used as this like, uh, something to point to, to say, like em embarrassed non-leftists. Okay. All leftists always point to her and you're supposed to feel guilty if, if you agree with her at all, dude. Your, your fault. If you feel guilty that you believe in some of the things that Ayn Rand said, then you're you're trying to fit in. You're trying to fit in. She believed in pride. She believed in people being proud of their accomplishments. That is so awesome. That's been forgotten. I can't believe that. I'm saying that's so awesome. It's amazing that that uh, people have totally forgotten the things that uh, she believed in, in logic and reason, and uh, just uh, in 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 and <laughs> that uh, if you do something wrong. Uh, you should be aware that you're going to get punished. Okay, there's there's justice. So, and uh, Bitcoin in the Moon says this Aussie has taken a stand from the beginning. I will never bow down. That's I mean yes, very much. Very I, and you're an awesome dude, Bitcoin to the Moon. I've met him in person before. 
He's speaking the truth. All right, dudes, tweet this thing out. Remember, I'm TechBall, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. I need some uh, retweets out there. Moving on. Oh, my God. We're 30 minutes in. I got to – we haven't gotten to the book review yet. Yes, The Plot Against America by Philip Roth. I read it. I'm going to give you a review in a second. That's That was in the title, so I better get to it. Oh, God. All right, wait, wait, wait. 40 to 60% of parents are considering homeschooling this fall. All right, uh, that's good, but some of them are doing it because they're to- they become totally scared and paranoid. Still, it's better than sending your kids to public schools where they might be beaten or worse. Uh, at the same time, people should not be scared to have their children out with other children. If that's the reason you want to do homeschooling because you're scared to have your children out with other children, that's lame. But if this is just maybe this whole situation, you, you, you're, you're aware now how bad government schools, the government can be, and you want to take control of your kid's own destiny, okay, uh, or help guide your kids more so than you were before. That's good. All right. Now, Frank Lloyd Wright, he was an architect and he, a, a groundbreaking architect. He, there, I found this interview of him on YouTube. Uh, I, I don't even, I forgot how I totally stumbled in. I think I heard someone talking about Frank Lloyd Wright in another video. So I looked up this video or I saw a comment. Again, again, I don't, I'm not a slave to the algorithm. I do my own research. So he was on the Mike Wallace show in the 1950s before he died, before Frank Lloyd Wright died. He was a unique beast. It's linked to below, played at 2X. He smacks Mike Wallace around quite a bit too. And he's a freaking old man when he's doing it. Uh, but he had some unique beast views for the 1950s. And uh, I mean, I don't think everyone's going to like some of the things that he said, but uh, it's, it's a take that has been long forgotten. And uh, check it out. It's YouTube is good for things like that, for clips from the 1950s. And I believe, yes, that schools should open. Schools should be open. People should not be. Alex Berenson says most of the media somehow missed this. Shocker. But on Thursday, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the national umbrella organization of 67,000 pediatricians, called for schools to reopen with students physically present this fall. Pound that like button. Nothing to worry about, dudes. Okay, kids aren't getting this darn thing. Thank God. Uh, Because as I I predicted, the next uh, panic in the future will involve kids in some way. Sadly, God forbid, God forbid, but um, it's, it's predictable. Now, under in that thread, someone said, this is a, a woman, Ellie, says, our pediatrician said during the lockdown, it was the first time in his career he dealt with a significant number of kids requiring help with depression and suicidal thoughts. Also said masks are a waste and told my daughter to go hang out with her friends like a normal kid. Now, I, I, all the people that are screaming, lock everybody down, kids shouldn't be going back to schools. They don't see the, the, the hidden cost, okay? They only see what's in front of their faces. Ooh, I, I keep my kid home. He's safe at home. They don't realize that some of these kids are going crazy. This is not normal. This is not normal for kids not to play with their friends, not to socialize. There are going to be long-term implications here. 
I mean, and, and God forbid that kids are feeling suicidal now. It's so horrible. It, 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 it's unbelievable. It, it, it's, it's sickening. It's sickening. But hey, you know what? To protect uh, some smoker uh, or some drug addict, let's get kids to be suicidal. Let's not have people have jobs anymore. Let's everybody work for the government. <laughs> yeah, any, I mean, that's it. People, but people don't think beyond what they can see, okay? There's a lot of stuff. There are tremendous costs to locking everybody down and having everything completely unnatural again. Okay. It's, it's completely insane. And, and some of these costs, the long-term costs to other people's lives. Okay. You're, they, well, they, a person might die. Well, a person, a, a person might kill themselves. A person might, they lose their job. That's part of their life. It, it's, it, 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 they might become a drug, drug addict. All oh, the drug use. You, that's the end of your life. Basically when you become a drug addict. Okay. All right. There's lots of people that are turning to lots of bad things that are getting lots of bad habits because their whole world has been rearranged because of this nonsense, because of this cold, because of something no worse than the 1968 to 69 flu when men were men, when people didn't shut down the whole darn world for ridiculous things like this. OK, blowing it out of proportion, constant media coverage. It's insane. It's insane what is going on here. And keep calling it out, people. Defiance. Hopeless is a word that should not be in your vocabulary, okay? There's so many people out there. The, the situation is hopeless. Even Yaron Brook, who I praise sometimes, he, he's used the word how the situation appears hopeless, and he starts talking about Trump hopeless. No, there's always a way out, dude. There's always a way out. It shouldn't be in your vote. Our hope is not yet lost. That is part of the Israeli national anthem. Our hope is not let yet lost. For 2,000 years, the Jewish people dreamed of returning to the land of Israel. And they said, our hope is not yet lost. For 2,000 years, never gave up. Never gave up. And what happened after 2,000 years? You better believe it. Pound that like button. So it's never hopeless. When they were in freaking Germany, yeah, it looked pretty darn hopeless, didn't it? What, what was going on there? But sure, it, it's never hopeless. It's never hopeless. You never, ever, ever give up. All right. There's always a way. You've got to have that attitude. You've got to have that attitude. Because if you have the hopeless attitude, then you're going to be stuck in that mindset and you, you're going to be in a little doom hole and you're not going to be productive. All right. One thing that Yaron Brooks says that I like, the mixed economy means the government brings force to the table and thus seriously interferes with the market. So we live in a mixed mix economy. People try to say this is capitalism. No, the, the government has its hand in so many different things. And when the, when the government interferes, they're bringing force. They're bringing the, the gun, okay? So the government should just be involved with protecting individual rights, all right? That's all. That's what Ayn, Ayn Rand believed. You know, someone asked about her beforehand. When they creep into education, I mean, wh where does it stop? And it hasn't stopped, all right? You... If there was no, if the government was in education, people would be sending their kids wherever they sent their kids. Uh, we wouldn't be guys that have no kids. Wouldn't be have at the force of a gun saying you have to pay for other kids' education with your taxes. But right now, you you, you can't send your kids out of district. All these rules, or else you know the government will stop you. The government will arrest you. There's so many things that the government has gotten their hands into. The government will arrest you. They have brought force. That is the mixed economy. That these private public partnerships, these totally unnecessary stuff, totally unnecessary stuff. But that is what the mixed economy, at, at the very base level, boils down to. At the end of the day, if you don't do something, the government is going to for, is going to put the gun and is going to arrest you. Okay. It, it shouldn't be like that. 
It, sh it shouldn't be like that at all. Um, it, the government should just be worrying about protecting individuals' rights. But hey, I, I, it's like it's you don't want to bake a cake for uh, someone. You don't want to be. You should. You should have the right not to bake a cake for someone. But because it's a mixed economy, the government says no, no, no. You, you. The, the rule is you have to bake a cake for anyone. You have to let anyone into your uh, your private business. All right. Now, firecrackers. It was Fourth of July, and yes, I believe people should be able to ban me because of my religion from their their business. Why not? Why not? I mean, it's, it's their right. It's their property. It's their individual right to do to do so on their property. But we, we, we're in the mixed. We're in the mixed economy where the government says how you have to run your business. The government tells you how you have to run your business. That's a mix. It's disgusting. Now, uh, firecrackers, uh, they've stopped now. So did you guys like the firecrackers tonight here in America? I heard them here in Asheville, Baltimore City. It used to be crazy, but the funny thing is, I'm reading articles now how these cities are like, "Well, please snitch on your neighbors to us if they have illegal fireworks because you're not supposed to have gatherings, and fireworks mean gathering." It is just such a snitch. It's sickening how people want. And we're gonna—I'm gonna give you an example of real snitching in a second. Okay, reading books, reading books. I hadn't read a, a fiction book for quite some time, but it does. It strengthens your brain. It does. Reading online does also reading little articles. I read all the time online, but it does. It felt like I was flexing another part of my brain when I decided to read *The Plot Against America* by Philip Roth. Now, why did I read this book? Well, to read, there's a lot of books around this place here at this Airbnb that I'm, I'm renting until uh, September 15th. It's really nice. I showed you a fasting book I found, and uh, and I found this book, and. It interests me because, well, first of all, on La Brea, where I was in California, in Los Angeles, where I was staying beforehand, my previous Airbnb, there was a big billboard for the – what's there? An HBO – there's an HBO series, The Plot Against America. Now, of course, I don't have cable TV. I would never watch TV, cable TV. But HBO, it, the, the billboard on La Brea looked exactly like this, The Plot Against America. And so – HBO probably came out up with it now to scare everybody about Trump. Now, this was originally written, uh, I think, in 2004 or six. It was written during a George W. Bush. Uh, so maybe Philip wanted to scare people about George W. Bush. Philip Roth, you can tell he's deceased now, but he definitely was a lifelong Democrat. And he definitely was biased toward the Democratic Party in this story. So I like uh, I like stories I like fiction that deals – I like sci-fi, obviously. But this is like an alternative past, okay? Instead of having regular World War II and Roosevelt being president the entire time – well, not at the end he died. Um, instead, in 1940, Charles Lindbergh – I'm not giving away anything because that's the whole – Charles Lindbergh becomes president, okay, in 1940. And so it, it's alternative history, alter, and, and that's cool. I thought, oh, wow, it's going to be cool. There's going to be alternative history and, and things will be different. Well, there was some alternative history in this book, definitely. All right. Uh, from 1940 to 1942, there was definitely some alternative history in this book. And that was entertaining. Philip Roth uh, goes – the story is about his family, a Jewish family in Newark, New Jersey, uh, a brother, two brothers and, and parents and a cousin and – 
they're interesting characters. I, again, I, I grew, I've heard similar stories about Jewish families growing up in Baltimore. I, I think Newark, Newark and Baltimore were similar. So I didn't really want to read about, you know, Jewish family growing up in 1940s Baltimore or Newark. Okay. I mean, I've, that's just something I'm kind of used to. Maybe you guys will be interested in that. I was interested more in the alternative history. So Lindbergh becomes president and obviously it goes toward fascism. Okay. And, uh, not being on the side of the British, but being possibly on the side of the Germans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. You, you can read the whole book. All right. But, um, so that, I thought that was a cool concept, but so much of the book is really about like a Jewish family in Newark in the 1940s. And it could have happened during Roosevelt or during an alternative history. And the, the weird thing about alternative history is that, uh, well, like the things that happened in the real history should not have happened during the alternative history. Like, the World Series of 1942, he mentions in this book, okay? And the same exact thing happens in that 1942 World Series that happened in the real 1942 World Series. That shouldn't happen in an alternative history. It just, the, the, baseball players went to war and stuff, okay? And it just, it, it just shouldn't, <laughs> it's like the exact same way the 1942 World Series, it was the Cardinals against the Yankees in this book, same way. It makes no sense. And then he talks, he refers to something that happens in 1968 in the book. It, there's no way that what he, ta- I'm not going to say what it is. You can read the book yourself, but there's no way that what happens in 1968 in his book should, it should be the same thing that happened in 1968 in real life. It's just, and again, it's just like, it's weird when he brings up 1968 also, because the book really only covers 1940 to 1942, okay? That's all it covers. But he, he had to bring up, I'm not going to tell you why he brought up 1968. And it was really weird that he just all of a sudden brought it up. Like, didn't really go with the flow of the book. Okay. So I guess uh, I will say this. Uh, I, <laughs> the bad thing about this is that some people will read this and then they'll think that Trump is, a, that Trump is the character in this book, okay? That Trump is going to, attack the Jews, okay? And there's a lot of paranoia in this book that you can see how people uh, can become paranoid. He talks about Henry Ford is part of the uh, Charles Lindbergh's uh, government. (laughs) But the funny thing, and, and so there's like a worship of Roosevelt in this. He doesn't realize that worshiping Roosevelt is a, is a cult too. Okay. Just like worshiping Lindbergh. And worshiping Hitler is a cult, okay? It's giving up your individuality. There's a lot of groupthink in this, okay? There's a lot of, like, not think, like, we're Jewish. We have to support the Democrats no matter what. And I read other people's review of this book. Like, other Jewish people said, I'm Jewish and I don't like this book. And I got to say, I'm Jewish and, I mean, I, didn't like, I thought the book could be better. I thought, it, I thought there were some stereotypes in it. I, I thought it was, like, um, and yes, a lot. Of, it, it does show that a lot of Jewish people mindlessly vote for Democrats. You, you, this whole group think it, 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 it's not good, but politics is sickening anyway. And it, it does show a sickening side of, of politics, but he like makes out Roosevelt to be the Messiah. And that's just, Roosevelt wasn't that great of a dude. And, you know, of all, he puts a lot of people into the Lindbergh uh, government that he didn't like. And so and many of them were not good people. Okay. 
that, that, that were definitely true anti-Semites, okay, in real life. I mean, Lindbergh was an anti-Semite and everything. But it's so funny, and I link to this below. It's not, it's not funny. It's, it's so interesting. He doesn't mention Joseph Kennedy one time in this book. One time in this book, he does not mention Joseph Kennedy, the father of John F. Kennedy, okay? Joseph Kennedy, he wrote to Lindbergh. Joseph Kennedy praised the Nazis numerous times. So why was it, I don't understand, why was, why was Joseph Kennedy part of the Lindbergh government in this book? No, no talk of Joseph Kennedy at all. So because Joseph, I mean, Joseph Kennedy is this, his sons were put on pedestal or worship by the Democrats. So you can't say if you're like a biased Democrat, like Philip Roth was, you can't, uh, can't say anything bad about the Dems. Uh, and so there's some hypocrisy in the book because of that. Uh, there's, there's obviously there's scapegoat. It shows how under a fascist regime, they're going to be people that are picked on. They're going to be scapegoats. People are going to be saying, you're, you're the problem. You're the problem. All of our problems. Something's got to be done for you. Um, any country can deteriorate into mobs against minorities. There's no doubt about it. So, I mean, but we, we, we know that. I think we pretty much know that. And so the alternative history was not taken to the level that he should have been taken to. The Roosevelt worship um, was was insane. It was idol worshiping. Um, just uh, it, it's popular culture would like a book like this because it, it glorifies being a victim. Um, culture today enjoys being victim. Uh, so uh, putting leaders on pedestals. This definitely does. This book definitely does it. It was a fast read. And again, uh, if you're a 10th grader could easily read this, but they might become paranoid about the president afterwards. Um, so there, that's my review of the book. And let me just see. Yeah, just, just There's a lot of mindless democratic talking points in here. Sometimes the characters are totally mindless people. And they should. They're, they're smart people. They are. You can tell they're smart people, but they're just like, Roosevelt will save the day. Uh, uh, all right. And uh, yeah. Next book. So I'm not, I started, uh, again, I, I just started this one. Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, an Inquiry into Values by Robert M. Persig. That is my next book. This was written in the 70s. I'm like only on page 20. Don't give it away. It's like 500 pages. So I'll uh, I'll give a review of that book on a future show. So that's uh, that's a little different. We, we haven't done a, a book review or talked about books yet on this show. So someone on Twitter, uh, there, there was a hashtag. It was COVID-911 insurgency. Someone made a video on YouTube. I think it got taken down from YouTube. It was on BitChute also. I, li I linked to the, the BitChute video and it started trending on Twitter. The hashtag COVID-911 insurgency. Well, some people, they couldn't take that. These bootlickers, these snitchers. Here's a real life example. It's linked to below. This trend COVID insurgency crap is abusive and harmful. Please report it. So there, th this, this, this so-called man says that uh, a hashtag is abusive and harmful and it should be reported. And then someone says, amen, reported it as self-harm. Now going to run the phrase with helpful information. I don't even know that. Um, all right. So those are two bootlickers there. It's amazing. 
how people can't have arguments over, they can't have uh, dissenting opinions. They have to censor. Let's get rid of a hashtag we don't like. By the way, if you watch that video, I, I disagree with a lot of it that's there. It does bring up some interesting points about, you know, the, you shouldn't be scared about the virus, but it says some things about George Floyd that are uh, ridiculous and uh, that are conspiracy oriented. And, uh, and they kind of say that the virus was planned beforehand, which of course I, I do not agree with. I don't think the, I don't think the virus was a conspiracy or George Floyd was a conspiracy. I think these were things that happened and are real and uh, that people just take advantage of. They manufacture a, 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 a tremendous crisis and, and fear around these, these events. But you can watch that video if you want to, if you like conspiracy stuff. Still, you had some valid points in it, and it was just hashtagging on freaking YouTube, on Twitter, and people want to censor the freaking hashtags. Uh, let me see uh, what's going on here in the uh, chat. Uh, again, you got you to gotta type in, I see people talking uh, back and forth. All right, good. I, I don't think there are more questions. Just you get... You got it. Yeah. Some people don't like snitches. They say, no, no one likes, no, well, I, I was going to say no one likes snitches. No, snitch culture is, is loved now by, by many people. Be proud, Adam. Just posted a luxury car for sale, uh, accepting Bitcoin. All right. You, you, you are selling your luxury car for Bitcoin. It's good not to have a car. It's good to have more Bitcoin. I'll tell you that. Uh, uh, all right. Let's see. What do we got here? Third, okay, next next topic. All right, how long? Oh, God, we're almost at an hour, dudes. I'm going to just get through this as fast as possible. <sighs> i got to run tomorrow. And uh, people just... Uh, all right, I, I, last week, I think I asked uh, what else could happen in 2020 that would uh, be bad. And uh, a, a great uh, commenter said, there could be a war with Iran. Yeah. Or, or, or we could bomb Iran. Yeah, that, that, that's, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> that seems possible. Uh, I think. I think another thing that that could happen that w at one time would seem like totally impossible, like bombing Iran, having a war with Iran. That's been possible since 1979, obviously. Um, so it wouldn't be that big. I mean, it would be a if it would be a big event. That that would be a big event for this year. But how about this? Uh, not accepting the election results. I always believed uh, that uh, the election results. Would, would always be, we've had close calls, you know, the, the 2000, uh, but they were accepted. It was accepted at the end of the day. There was there were no riots or anything like that. If Trump wins this time, um, I would not be shocked uh, to see something worse than we had at uh, the riots we had in, in, in at the end of May or, or something, or maybe uh, uh, someone tried to have a coup or something. I mean, that would... <laughs> There was a time when I believed like a coup was totally impossible in the United States. And I still think it's basically impossible. But this year, you know, a lot has been uh, a lot has happened that I, has been shocking. So something bordering on an attempted coup or not accepting the election results. Maybe that could be the, that. Maybe that's how 2020 ends. I don't know. Um, and I'm not, I'm not a doomer or I'm not, I'm not trying to spread any fear or doom or anything like that, dudes. It was just a theory. It's just like, it was just a question. What can happen next? All right. Fox news is even Fox news has a headline, you know, for the people that worship Fox news, even they are into this manufactured crisis. They don't, they don't boil down to what this virus really is. 
Coronavirus outbreak at Michigan College Bar infects 85 people. Ooh, that sounds so scary, doesn't it? You went to a bar, a college bar in Michigan, and 85 people were infected. And so a comment underneath the article says, 80 of the cases involved individuals who visited the bar and then tested positive. Uh, WLIX-TV reported, most of those infected have only shown mild symptoms. At least 10 have been asymptomatic. Let me break this down for you. It's really just a scary headline to say nothing really happened. <laughs> Pound that like button. Yeah, a scary headline that basically says nothing really happened, but it's a scary headline, so everybody thinks something happened. Now, let's, uh, I want to remind everyone, never get enraged. Never get into this uncontrollable emotional rage that a lot of people are in now when they hear about Trump, but people on the other side too. When, when they hear about uh, Clinton or when they hear about the virus, they get really, really, really angry. And when you get into that rage state, that is when you can be controlled by others, okay? And you don't want to, you're weak when you're just totally going insane. And I think a lot of people have seen this with the people with that have TDS, okay? Those dudes are so easily manipulated when they're so angry, when they're so deranged about the president. They'll believe anything. And you tell them to rip down a, st a statue, they'll go rip down a statue and they almost kill themselves. Um, so remember, some of this, there are entities out there, sickening people out there that are trying to get you into a rage so they can manipulate you so you can't be productive, uh, so you can't stop what they're trying to do. So be aware of that, dudes. Economic invincibility, a great uh, guy on YouTube. Most of the time he's great. He's not perfect. Uh what do you want for yourself instead of what society decides? All right. Do you really want a car or a wife? Or do you just want a car and a wife because that's what society says you want? Okay. Be a unique beast. What do you want? What do you want for yourself? You don't have to fit in. Society, if you go by, so many people are like, well, yeah, of course I have to get married. Yeah, of course I have to have a car. Of course I have to have a house. Why? Why is it of course? It's because society says you do. You don't have to fit in. Society is saying a lot of things now. Society is saying you have to have a BLM sign now. All right? So think for yourself, what do you really want? And that is the other thing of Ayn Rand. She, her philosophy encourages people to actually think and not follow. So here's another uh, drudge fear. Drudge, of course, is the worst of all the fear uh, articles, fear titles. Virus out of control. Window closing for us to take action. That was an actual headline on Drudge. Virus out of control. Window closing for and this war this scares people. By the way, there's a guy named uh, I learned about a guy named Seth Smith uh, who was shot in the back of the head in Berkeley. The Berkeley police have said he was simply walking and he was shot in the back of the head. So we just want answers. If anyone knows anything, I would just really like them to come forward. Said his mother. And uh, that's an article that just came out. Uh, Yesterday, I believe he was killed two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago. Literally, the guy's like a junior at Berkeley a, a lib, a, from a liberal family, a, li, a liberal guy. He's just walking out in Berkeley. He got shot in the back of the head and no one knows what the heck happened. And have you heard about this story at all? Have you heard about this story? So, um, and, and it's not like Berkeley is a dangerous place. I've walked... I've walked at nighttime in Berkeley, California before. 
I was at a wedding there once, and I actually I saw I was at a concert there once. Uh, so th this is this is not a normal thing. Someone walking on a path and getting shot in the back of the head. So uh, this story and uh, this 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 his mother is very liberal. Also, if you, if you go to her Twitter feed, and I'm, I'm not going to get into the politics because it, it's totally wrong that this dude got shot in the back of the head. This this innocent junior, and, and you, you see the kid, you see the guy, and you you, you know. <laughs> It's, it's unbelievable this guy got killed and you haven't heard about it at all. And no, I don't agree with the mother's politics whatsoever. Um, but that doesn't mean that this mystery should not be solved and, and that the word, the word should not be uh, put out there. Uh, so it's, it's linked to below and it's really an insane story. And on a certain level, that is, it's not like that's happening everywhere or anything like that, but it's, it's, it's disturbing. How about that? It is disturbing. Just a, a kid walking in Berkeley just gets shot in the back of the head like that for no for no reason at all. All right. Um, the woman in charge of YouTube, Susan. Um, so when you log into your YouTube account, I mean, you see, you know, all your videos that you have up there and uh, it gives you news, all this generic news. Well, uh, there, there's one big thing. It's like a big BLM uh, video. And you're, you're encouraged to click on it. It's from YouTube. Again, it was on the creator page that only we see. My latest letter to the YouTube community addresses initiatives to support the black community, the impact of COVID-19, and how YouTube is working on behalf of creators. So it's just, it's this pro-BLM thing, pro-BLM propaganda coming from the uh, CEO of YouTube. Uh and it's just that's the direction they want us to go in. And that's that's their prerogative. That's fine. So it should become come as no surprise uh, that they're censoring whoever the heck they want to censor, kicking off people randomly. But I just I just want to tell you guys a little behind the scenes there. They're not hiding anything. OK, she's not hiding anything. Um, and it's just it's just amazing that the. And supporting a Marxist group like that. But hey, that's that's their prerogative. And again, I. I I'm on bit shoot. I'm everywhere now. So if worse comes to worse, then I won't be here anymore. But I wanted to point that out. All right. We talked about the HCQ for hydroxychloroquine. Um, here's something that is caused by the, we've become a nation of hypochondriacs with, with this virus. Okay. The United States is becoming a kingdom of the sick. The new virus defined identity. Now, again, this, this woman, uh, kitty cat, her name, I don't know what her name is, something kitty cat. This new virus defined, people define themselves by the virus. That's our identity now. It is a mass movement, as I've said, the virus panic mass movement. It's complete with a uniform mask and an anxiety disorder and a perpetually boring discussion about suburban terror. <laughs> terror. Uh, so uh, she says, because, uh, so for some people, it's a psychosomatic illness. You know, this they're getting sick from worrying about something. All right. But she does point out that people, there are a lot of people that have fake Lyme disease and other fake diseases. Now, again, you can get real Lyme disease. It is a real disease. But there's so many people that have become parent. There's a certain segment of the population, whatever the, the big, scary disease of the day is. And again, nothing has ever been on this level. Uh, but Lyme disease is something that some people think they have. Or, and people, it becomes psychosomatic. People feel a little tightness and they just take it to a new level because we're living in such a time of abundance, people can worry about every little ache and pain. But she does point out that probably right now, 
because of the, the virus that's out there, that the, the psychosomatic illnesses that revolve around Lyme and other diseases probably have gone down, which I agree with. People are now their psychosomatic uh, illnesses, uh, they, think they're prob- they think they've got uh, the virus all the time now. Uh, she says, psychosomatic illnesses, here we come. People really should just get some hobbies, learn the piano or a language. Why stew in illness all the time? Okay, yes, people, why stew in illness all the time? Don't watch TV because all the news, that's all they're doing. They're stewing in illness all the time. And then you end up thinking you're sick and you actually do become sick in your head. My friend's doctors are seriously their best friends. It's creepy. They've got vitamin IV drips age 30s and new hip joints uh, age 50s. So yeah, there's some people that are just so addicted to going to the doctor, they will do whatever their doctor tells them to do. They will just make themselves sick. Okay, yeah, I need an IV drop and I'm in my 30s. I knew I need a new hip uh, in my and, and the people don't even need it all the time. These these doctors are just upselling them on stuff. Okay. You know, be aware of your own body, eat healthy, be healthy. Do not do not outsource all of your health to a doctor. Okay. That's what a lot most people do. They just blindly eat up what their doctor tells them to do. And so many of these doctors are wrong. And then some of these people are hypochondriacs to, the, to start with. The doctor just wants them out of there and just who knows what they'll tell them to get them out of there. Okay. So we do live in this time of abundance where people can have psychosomatic illnesses because they have so much free time on their hands. But she, she's right. Get a hobby. Be productive. Be productive, people. Get your use your read a book. Use your mind. Most people are not using their mind anymore. So sometimes their imaginations go into this uh, go down the tube into doom land and they become obsessed with uh, sicknesses they don't even have and need, need drugs they don't even need. Oh, I must have ADD. I must have this. My kid must have this. I need a new hip. And because everyone's getting a new hip. Big Quentin Moon says, uh, Kanye West tweeted today that he's running for president. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, he's probably just, it's just a way to promote himself, I assume. But it's funny, some of the SJWs out there are like, how dare Kanye West and Elon Musk make such a mockery of an important election? And it's it's so, so I I like, in in a sense, he's kind of showing how silly the presidential pedestal is, okay? That we do put, we we make it like it is our life and that it's so important. And so if like a joke candidate actually won, that our lives would be over. They wouldn't. It wouldn't wouldn't be the end of the world. It's not sacred. Voting isn't holy. Okay? You should be sacred to yourself. Take care of yourself. But no, most people have outsourced their import what's important to them to the government. And so so many people are offended that Kanye would would dare. Oh, how about if he take it it could mess up the whole election? It could mess up the whole world. No, it couldn't. He's just he's a marketer and he's trying to market himself. And I think Elon Musk commented on it just to troll, just to show how ridiculous this stuff is. All right. Moving on. Uh, Now, I will say this. Baseball players, athletes, so many pop culture people, it's just they become totally unthinking blocks of wood. They're just going with what the media is telling them about the virus and, and they're just repeating it. 
They're just repeating. They don't, they don't do their own research. And this is the scary thing. When these pop culture people do no research, but so many people have already put these pop culture people on pedestals. So they're like, well, the, the baseball players, the, the rock stars are all saying the same thing the news is saying. It must be true. It must be true. And that is why you have to really, you have to understand that the counterculture, personal responsibility, you got to be part of the counterculture. You cannot be part of this pop culture. You got to understand that the pop culture is a joke. Okay. And that sports should only be entertainment, should only be a pastime. These people, they don't know what the heck they're talking about. And just some of the reactions from the sports guys now, they are scared. They are legitimately, these guys are in the best freaking shapes of their lives. They're 27 freaking years old. They're rock solid, no fat on their freaking bodies. And they're scared. They think they can get this disease. They think it's going to kill them because they, they watch the news. And then when they, when they project that, it freaks out the masses. It really does. These guys are the best tools for the people that are uh, trying to spread this manufactured crisis. When you see some of these dudes that are just incredible athletes be scared that they're going to get sick from this and the precautions that Major League Baseball and the NBA and NHL and the NFL are taking, let, what's wrong if they get a little – People get sick during winter all the time, and, and you hear it all the time. Uh, there's something going around the clubhouse. How many times have you heard that? There's something going around the clubhouse in baseball. There's something going around the locker room. They get flu. They get massive diarrhea. They get all sorts of bad things sometimes. But it, it does travel. But then it's over, and they're fine. They play the next day. Cal Ripken played in like 2,600 straight freaking games. You don't think he had diarrhea once? You don't think he caught something once? The flu, the this, the that? He played at Baltimore Oriole, pound that light button. And these guys now, they're, they're part of this uh, snowflake generation. And they don't even realize how strong they freaking are. They don't even realize how healthy they are and how that, yeah, you deal, you, you get sick. This is just like the other things that you've gotten before. Since you're a totally healthy 27-year-old, show me. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, 27-year-old athletes aren't dropping, okay? Ben Shapiro had a good show the other day. It's part of the mass delusion. They are part of this mass delusion. Delusion they're adding to the mass delusion. Now, Ben Shapiro said uh, he had a good, good, good episode, especially the beginning. He he talks about Republicans and Democrats today, and I got to say he points out that Republicans, a lot of the time, think that Democrats are wrong, and Democrats have become so emotionally charged that many of them now, the popular ones at least, like uh, AOC, they think the Republicans are evil. So that's it's it's a, two different perspectives there. I think it's, you know, there, 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 there should be factions going back and forth, arguing reasonably with each other. You know, you're wrong. I'm right. This is why I'm right. This is why you're wrong. But what we have on one on one side here, there is definitely a faction on the Democrat side that are just like, no, they're not only wrong. They are evil. They are white supremacists. They are the KKK. They are the devil. They are this. They're evil. No, 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 no. All right. So it's, it's very childish, but it works. It works. But he, and I, I, it's, it's good that he pointed that out there. He, he broke it down real nice there. Uh, here, there's a Hong Kong. It's terrible. What's going on? They can now be arrested for saying something bad about China. 
and be taken to the mainland and imprisoned. So here's a guy that came up with an interesting idea. My humble Hong Kong relocation plan. Have the U.S. Navy transform San Clemente Island into a visa-free trade zone. We're talking 57 square miles of naturally unremarkable land. Uh, six, it's 60 miles from both Los Angeles and San Diego. It's a very interesting idea. I like this outside the box thinking. I, it would be great if a private uh, group did this. I mean, I think he's suggesting the United States uh, officially do this to this island, uh, which is now, I guess, the federal government. The U.S. Navy controls it now. But the, the, the point is, is that you make it a visa-free zone, a trade zone, and all the people of Hong Kong can move there. They can all live there. And then anyone can go there and trade. And it would be kind of, it would be awesome. It would be like what Hong Kong uh, sort of was. Uh, so I like that. Visa-free trade zone for San Clemente Island, uh, which is 60 miles from both San Diego and Los Angeles. And so the Hong Kongers would move there. They'd still be citizens of Hong Kong. They would still need to get into the mainland United States. They would still need to go through passport control and all that stuff. But on that island, they, they'd be free to do whatever the heck they want to do. I think that's a, it's a very original idea. It's linked to below. In, uh, speaking of Los Angeles, in West Hollywood, which was not far from where, which was basically right north of where I was staying, um, West Hollywood Sheriff's Station to start uh, citing people not wearing face coverings. So if you're walking around in West Hollywood without your mask, your first offense is a $300 fine. Then a thousand dollar fine, two thousand dollar fine, fourth offense, five thousand dollar fine. Totally unconstitutional. This is what I this is what I have to say. You know, cops are are in. They're not getting a lot of good press right now. I think the cops. You know, you you want to gain some good uh, public uh, opinion about you. Stand up to this nonsense. Cops all over the country should be saying we're not in un, we're not enforcing unconstitutional face mask laws. We're not going to find. We're not going to write up tickets for people not wearing a mask, and you'll gain some allies then. Okay, but for the for the cops that comply to this, <laughs> yeah, dude, good luck because you, you're going to end up with no one liking you at all. All right, and uh, well, who'd want to be a cop in this era now anyway? All right, so Baltimore has been hit very hard by this manufactured panic hysteria. Uh, a lot of regular people in Baltimore uh, depend on the tourism and, and hospitality industry. And apparently, it says 46,000 jobs have been lost. It, it might have been less than that. But that's a lot, man. There's only like 560,000 people in Baltimore. And again, a lot of them are kids and stuff. And, it's so, I, and this might only be in downtown Baltimore that 46,000 jobs were lost. When the Orioles aren't playing, when the Ravens aren't playing, when there's no tourism going to the Inner Harbor, it's bad, man. It's bad. And for what? For what? What was it for, man? And these people are the ones that are getting angry and getting frustrated and can be easily manipulated. The lower class and the uh, lower middle class, they're the ones taken to the streets. They're the ones – and it's, it's no – you shouldn't be uh, riding and uh, you know destroying other people's property because of this. But these people are, are – getting on drugs. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, a hopeless situation. It, it appears hopeless. And again, nothing is hopeless, but people can feel like it's hopeless and they shouldn't.
but having your job taken away, you were a waiter and a waitress. You were just barely making, you were making, you just barely getting by in the first place. It's, it's disgraceful. Uh, and finally, I'm going to leave you with do not accept a new normal, but a story from Nick Carter in Boston. And he's a great Bitcoiner. So Ubers are basically impossible to get in Boston these days. Uber driver told me it was because 1099 workers became eligible for unemployment and chose to collect that rather than drive. I haven't verified this, but if true, it explains a lot. So again, this is what happens when the government uh, in a mixed economy, the government makes it rules uh, and it just it messes up the balance. And people would rather get paid more not to work than to work. When the government gives incentives like that, people are going to take those sickening incentives. Okay. And it's going to ruin business, you know, ruin the free market. You're not going to be able to get your Uber. All right, dudes. And so that's, it's, it's a lot of people now are getting more money not to work than, than to work. And it's because of the government, it's because the government shut everything down and then created these perverse uh, incentives. All right, dude, that is it. I am Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Subscribe to the channel, like this video, pound that like button, bang that bell button. Remember, Bitcoin Meister channel, I'll be back there on Sunday. Uh, DisruptMeister.com. Again, check out all the links below because we talked about a heck of a lot tonight and you even got a book review. So I'll say hi to you guys in the chat. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.